All right, everybody, welcome back to your weekly episode of the Buckbuster Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything hockey. My name's Kyle, surrounded by these other three guys. How's it going? Hi. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, first little bit of news coming out of these, the, the first two games of the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, the Colorado Avalanche became the first team to score 11 goals in the first two games of the Stanley Cup Finals since 1996. The last time somebody did it? The Colorado Avalanche in 1996. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we have a couple head coach contract extensions. First one is up Edmonton. Jay Woodcroft has signed a three-year extension as the Edmonton, Coil- oh, Edmonton Oilers. Coilers? You heard me. Edmonton Oilers bench boss. And the other one, um, the Chicago, well, no details have been released as of yet. But the Blackhawks have named Luke Richardson its newest head coach. So do you think that will help Chicago in any way, shape, or form? No. Because no? Chicago's shit, and they're going to be shit for a while. Chi-town, shit-town sounds similar. No, you're right. In other, uh, in other news, uh, Katy Perry is the first player in NHL history to score this, in the Stanley Cup final with four different teams. He did in 07 with the Ducks. Uh, nine, uh, 20 with the Stars, 21 with the Canadians, and unfortunately with the You want the Lightning to win so badly, but guess who gets a ring if they win it? <laughs> I wish he'll become I, the next Marion Hosa if he I, doesn't win I, I wish he'd be the only one to not win a cup with Tampa. Uh, typically, if Tampa does pull it off, he is the next Marion Hosa because Marion Hosa lost two in a row and then he won his third year. Yeah. So if he does it, he literally is Marion Hosa if, if the Lightning pulled this off in seven. Uh, again, I. It's going to be tough, man. I mean, I mean, they're at home right now. The Tampa Bay crowd is just, just as loud and just as electric as the, the Colorado I'm crowd. I'm currently Colorado's leading two to one. Oh, yeah, go, going into the third. third going it's getting ready to start. But um, Colin had sent this way back on Monday, 30 years ago, Monday the 20th. Uh, the big trade between the Flyers and the Quebec Nordiques happened. Eric Lindros for Peter Forsberg, uh, uh, the only one that went over to the Philly, to the Philly, yeah, uh, was Eric Lindros. And then, re- re- my goodness gracious, the Nordiques received all of Peter Forsberg, Ron Hextall, Steve Duchesne, Kerry Huffman, Mike Rickey, Chris Simon, and $15 million in cash, and two first-round draft picks. That's... That's like his biggest, the fucking Wayne Gretzky one. <laughs> yeah. But I think Wayne Gretzky was what three first round picks. I think it was also fifteen million, like three guys, two prospects. Like yeah. It was a something lot of money, crazy. a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah, something crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of trophies being won, obviously the NHL uh, hosted their annual player awards uh, this past Tuesday, the twenty first. So here, here they are going through them, winners of said trophies. Uh, Cam McCarr won the James Norrison, uh, Norris Memorial Trophy. Uh, Igor Sesterkin is the Vesna winner. Uh, the Rookie of the Year, Calder, goes to Mortiz Sider. Uh, the Hart Memorial, uh, Ron Jeremy, I mean, Austin Matthews. <laughs> uh, the Ted Lindsay, again, goes to Austin Matthews. You you guys saw the awards where, like, Keaton, uh, Keaton was hosting. And he said, oh, my God. And, that was and, so and, and good. And, and there also <laughs> You know, it's He's, amazing to see you know the Toronto Maple Leafs just actually winning something in June. It was <laughs> nice. so good. He roasted the hell out of. It. I thought it was hilarious. 
I, he definitely made, made tonight <laughs> a lot better with, with that burn. So. It's it so good. Love Keenan Thompson. Even more for that now. <laughs> uh, Carey Price won the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy. Uh, to Frank J. Selke went out to Patty B. Lady Bing was Kyle Connor. Jack Adams was Daryl Sutter. And the, uh, the King Clancy, P.K. Sluban. And the, uh, the final award is the Willie O'Ree Community Hero Award. Goes to no action from Baltimore. I guess that doesn't really count, but it doesn't really count because none of these guys are. Yeah. <laughs> that that's just what I saw on on the website yeah. here. So <clears throat> either way, move, moving on. Uh, uh, Alex Ratchetoff signs in the KHL. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that team. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, that's what she with said. The... Akbar's cousin, yeah, but I said we we were talking about this in the group chat here a little bit like that. That's a big loss for Dallas, like yeah, huge loss in their top their top six forward core. Uh, some of those, you know, I mean, it's gonna be nice to see some of those bottom six guys jump up into the spotlight and try to try to prove themselves, such as maybe like Jason Robertson or uh, Rupe Hints. Think he can jump into finally jump into that top six. Mm. And I I completely miss this uh, <clears throat> this other coach hiring. Paul Marius was hired. On Wednesday, the twenty second, to the Florida Panthers. So, I'd see their losing streak continue. <laughs> yeah. Also, another on this day back on Wednesday, the twenty second, on this day in two thousand twelve. So ten years ago, uh, the Penguins hosted the NHL draft for the second time ever. Uh, also on that day, the Pittsburgh Penguins traded Jordan Stahl to the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for Brandon Sutter, Brian Dumlin, and the eighth overall pick, which ended up being Derek Pouliot, which we all know he did great things. Uh, but also in that draft, the Penguins went on to draft Ole Mata, Teddy Bluger, Oscar Sundquist, and Matt Murray. Wow. So what, two of those guys, or only one of those guys, still with us now. Um, or technically, I mean, kind of Duma too, but out of all those names mentioned, yeah, only two of them are still... Yeah. Still playing for the Penguins. Yeah, Dumo and Bluger. Because Mata's over in what? L.A. now? L.A. Is he still over there? And Sunquist is Detroit, I believe, now. Mm-hmm. And Murray, obviously, up in, in Ottawa. So, I have no idea what the hell Derek Pouliot's doing, but... <laughs> He's probably in the, the minors. Probably minors or KHL or something, I don't know. Alright. Are there... <clears throat> uh, and kind of crazy stats... Eight, it's been 18 days since Connor McDavid has skated. Like, an no shit, he plays for Seattle. Okay. Ooh, They're sorry. cool yet. Wow. Uh, and and other, like I was saying in other news, it's been 18 days since Connor McDavid has seen game time and yet has still, still has six more points than any competing player remaining in the Stanley Cup final. Wow. Six points. That's crazy. He even has more than like McCarr or McKinnon, Stamkos. Uh, right ball well, with... Uh, McKinnon's goal earlier tonight. I think he's only four points ahead of McKinnon. Wow. And he's only one point ahead of his <coughs> teammate Neon, so it's yeah. great, crazy stats. Uh, trying to scroll through here. A uh, few notes here. A signing. Uh, the Vegas Gold Knights and Riley Smith have reported a three-year extension at $5 million per year in that range. So, yeah, big big extension for, for Riley Smith there. Happy to see him him get a good good extension. And there's uh, some more NHL history being made earlier this week, whereas uh, the Chicago Blackhawks have promoted Megan Hunter to uh, assistant general manager in hockey operations, and she is the fourth female assistant GM in NHL history. Good for her. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, 
I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this this piece of news that uh, Colin had sent a couple days ago, saying it's an article on yahoosports.com, uh, a post written by Christine Gosselin, talking about Avalanche, uh, Con- Avalanche star Nathan McKinnon. Every day between between every game of this Stanley Cup final, he has called Sidney Crosby for advice. Which that's 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 kind of cool. I mean, I, I know that they're both from Cole Harbor. They're both from the same literally the same neighborhood. I mean, I mean McKinnon obviously being what eight nine years younger than Crosby. But, it's but look, so Roy is like, hey, like this guy, like I knew I know this guy. I'm good friends with this guy. He's done this plenty of times in the uh, before, and he's probably going to do it plenty of times I mean, again. Obviously, with you know reaching out to Sidney Crosby, who has more more than more than enough Stanley Cup final experience, playoff experience in general. Hasn't, I, hasn't I, missed the playoffs in his career. I mean, considering, you know, the, Sid has won, you know, three cups versus McKinnon's none. And, yeah. I mean, obviously, mm. this is McKinnon's first Santa Cup final appearance. Yeah. yeah. So he, he needs to, like, he realizes, like, oh, shit, I, I, so I don't it, know what... Will he follow in Crosby's footsteps and lose his first appearance, or is he going to win his first appearance? I mean, it's, it's close right now. I mean, he's still, still looking at a two-to-one game here about five, five minutes into the, into the third. So we'll find out very, very shortly here on what, on what happens. And just like that, the 2021-22 season is finally over. You're standing up champions. The Toronto I mean, I'm sorry. Congratulations. The Colorado Avalanche. To the Colorado Avalanche. Through the jersey on for a good reason tonight. So I just, I don't know. I had the feeling, man. That's why That's why I specifically brought this one. I, I, looked, at my, I looked at my closet this morning. I was looking at my Tampa jersey, and I was looking at this one. And I don't, it just, I don't know, I just had, I had the feeling that it was ending tonight, so I, I threw well, this one on. So. I mean, Colorado stopped the three-feet. They look great tonight. Yeah, like, uh, we, we were saying, or I was saying at the end of that game, like, you could tell, obviously, that the Tampa Bay team is, they're, yeah, they're upset and that they're, they're depressed that, that they just lost in front, one in front of their home crowd, two after fighting as hard as they did. In almost all three rounds, they had put up, had a, such a tough three rounds, man. And I mean, on the plus, but at the end of this game, you could tell that they just looked defeated. Mm. Like they just looked absolutely physically and emotionally drained. Just uh, so you got that team still has to be proud of themselves. 100%. They lit, they played two hard fought seasons, uh, and not and it's hard for them not only to win the Stanley Cup but do it two years in a row. I mean, going into that series. Colorado had lost two playoff games, and Tampa Bay beat them two times alone. So, I mean, so an un- unbelievable series, man. I mean, we, I mean, most of, I think some of us thought it was going to go to seven from the beginning, but I mean, f- fell just short of that. But I mean, we kn- we knew regardless it was going to be a hell of a series and a hard fought series, and that's exactly what it was. And um, with the Colorado's win, the Conn Smythe goes to Kale McCarr, which I think we all we all pretty pretty much saw that coming. Yeah, between uh, McCarr or the popularity contest with uh, Nick Mack. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, McCarr played out of his mind to not, to not and have it, gotten and, it. And as a twenty-three year-old, what they say was the, the youngest defenseman to ever win it. I don't yeah. know if he's the youngest player, but he's the youngest the third defenseman, youngest. third youngest to ever win it. Yeah, mm. it makes me wonder. Because Mal- I don't know how old Malkin was when we won in the Penguins won in two thousand nine. I want to say Malkin. I want to say Malkin was twenty-four. In early, tw- early to mid twenties. Because yeah, he's only about two, about two years older than Crosby, and Crosby was 21 when they won. So he's probably 23. So, so I think he might have been the same age. Just, just depends on what the birth dates were. Uh, I'm currently trying to look that up now. So, but, but I, mean, uh, I think the one, regardless, I was was happy to see you. Regardless, 
if it was Tampa or Colorado, I was going to be happy, very happy to see yeah. who was going to win the Stanley Cup. So who Tampa? Who did Tampa beat, beat in the second round? Florida. 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 That's right. That one was was that the one that sweep, they where yeah, they yeah. swept? Yeah, they swept. They swept uh, Florida in four, and they had two two game sevens of their own. No, because they beat the Rangers in six. But so they they played a lot more games than so the, I, Colorado did. I players that have won in the past that were much much younger. Uh, Patrick Wall obviously was the youngest at the age of twenty, so he wasn't even able to legally drink. Oh, oh Patrick Wall was only twenty. He was only twenty. The other, uh, the other ones were uh, the 9 010 Johnny Taze and the 0506 Cam Ward with the uh, uh, the 69 70 or all at the age of twenty one, and then the the next couple were are at the age of twenty two the 0809 Malkin. So Malkin was younger. Okay. And then the 86 87 Ronekstall. Oh wow. It makes me wonder if. Tampa almost had that thank God it's over thought after being just exhausted after three long played series. If a, if the, in the back of their mind that small little speck, that two percent, that was like if it ends tonight, thank God it's over. I can go home. I can sleep in for the next few days. I won't, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, Colorado only playing twenty compared to the twenty five that or, that Tampa played. Thirty-seven. Uh, it was thirty-seven. No, I thought. no, no, no. I don't know. There are. Well, that's the whole. We were talking the whole. Like three last. Oh, but combined. what's what's seven times four? Twenty-eight. That's the most amount of games you can play in a Stanley Cup final. Yeah, he, yeah, I know. He's thinking of the seventy-one playoff games that they have played that's, in the yeah, past, the past yeah. three seasons. Yeah. Which or it was the three of past four seasons. Uh, ever since their cup run in the COVID. Bubble. Okay, so yeah, 20, yeah, 70, let's, let's, we said, Colin had made the brought up, but he, they played almost an entire second regular season. In the past three. In the past three, except for playoffs alone. So they played pretty much, damn near played four seasons in the past three. So, <laughs> I mean, excluding the uh, shortened season last year. But, so, I mean, adding in all those playoff games, they have pretty much played four full seasons yeah. in four years. I mean, while only playing three seasons. I said, regardless, they should be proud of themselves for... Absolutely. I'm yeah, it's, it's, I would not be disappointed if I were them whatsoever, man. Like, the fact that they were able to push a team that was as strong as Colorado was going into this series, that they were able to push six, I, I'd be I'd be giving myself pats on the back. Yeah. I wouldn't... Yeah. And, I, and I absolutely doubt that John Cooper is laying into those guys. He's probably no. he's probably a proud dad right now. Like Fuck yeah. Proud dad moment right there. Yeah, like I mean, you can't, I, you can't I, be even if, even as Tampa Bay fans, you cannot be disappointed in your team right now. I, I, if you are, you're a loser and you're a bandwagon at this point. Honestly, <laughs> I want to say this as a Tampa fan. I'm happy the core pair lost. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the first thing Collins said. As soon as they lifted the cup, he goes zero oh, and three. <laughs> <laughs> One and three, technically. <laughs> One and three, but again, I I made these predi- this prediction off air, and these guys were hearing it again. I'm one willing to put money down on Corey Perry signing a one-year contract next year with the Colorado Avalanche. And watch, that's like, the one year they're going to lose in the fucking playoffs. And he said, if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> yeah. That's why I joined Tampa this year. Yeah. I couldn't beat them the last two, why not join them? I couldn't beat them the past two years, that's why I joined them. <laughs> And look, look where it ended up. You lost. Said we, we, we were saying that like he was gonna if he, if Tampa Bay would have pulled this off and then won Game Seven, he would have legit been the next Marion Hosa. Yeah. You know, Hosa losing in 08 with the Penguins, then went over to Detroit, lost to the Penguins on Detroit, and then went over to Chicago and finally ended up winning with them in 2010. Mm. So, 
The guy can't catch a break. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't feel bad He's, for he him. Was, what, he, he, wasn't mean, he, the one, he just recently retired. Wasn't it just this season? He yeah, officially he called retirement? Yeah. Jose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he oh, yeah. signed a one-day contract with the Blackhawks. To, to officially retire, yeah. And yeah, they're going to retire his number sometime next season. Yeah. I feel like... I'm going to get a couple more jersey retirements to look forward to next year. So. Absolutely. I'm guessing it'll be with an, uh, either against the Winnipeg franchise, considering, you know, when they were in Atlanta, they drafted him. They drafted him, yeah. Or it might be with, you know, against the Penguins or maybe even Detroit for the one season he was over there. Yeah. Yeah. A couple games to look forward to, or yeah. potentially look forward to. Yeah, yeah. Because well, obviously the other big name being Ryan Miller. Yeah. And so we we That's know that we know that the Ducks, or I'm sorry, the Sabers are retiring his number, and I can guess it's going to be probably against either the Ducks or the, the Canucks, or the the two teams that he played, other two teams he played for. So. I'm I'm going against the Ducks. Mm. You think it's the Ducks? Yeah. That's Since, where he, that's where he finished off his career. You know, the Anaheim fans absolutely adored Ryan Miller out there. No, the I, can, I can even see Anaheim. I can even see, like, Anaheim doing it as well as Buffalo. I, I don't see think they if, if they do, it won't be for a little bit. I mean, he, well, he, didn't, have as much, he didn't have as much significant effect well, on the team as well, he did for Buffalo. Okay. So. Yeah. He's the one I'm, gonna look, I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. But yeah. kind of going back to the Stanley Cup. I'm so happy Nathan McKinnon finally, finally gets a cup. I mean, again, I was saying this the whole game. I've been saying it the entirety of the playoffs. McKinnon, if anybody in the playoffs is most deserving, it's Nathan McKinnon. Mm-hmm. And he is, he is led. He was was led that team for five years now. And, you know, finally, he's the past two year, two and a half years, he's had help around him. They've just been that one, two pieces shy. As soon as they got Kel McCarr, like that, that was the last thing they needed was was McCarr. And then and to, to get those young guys around him, that yeah, get, get a solid, get get those third and fourth liners experienced, and that's exactly what they've done the past few years, and they finally were finally able to do it. So, yep. uh, we've we've been considering Colorado contenders for the past three years now, but yep. yeah, this the year that they finally did it. Now will Colorado go back to back? Do you think? It's gonna be tough. It's a chance. I mean, it's a chance. Being how being how strong they were the past. Like, these few. two teams are gonna we're gonna it's, well, it's gonna be like the Chiefs and yeah. Bills. Like it's 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 or you know Chiefs and um, who's the NFC team that we've been seeing a lot of? The Rams? Packers. It's like I mean Packers. the Packers. They don't ever make it to the final, but like it's always the same. Yeah. Those two teams that you're always gonna see making long pushes, and it's well, Colorado and Tampa are gonna be the, those on the each side. You're gonna see in the conference final probably every single year. Or it, well, it even makes me wonder like. It, with Colorado being so great for the last two, three or four seasons, will next season be their drop-off season? Because every team has that drop. This is again. I want to say Bubba was wrong, every but every time team, we do, but like, like no, well, we can always or, talk. I mean, I hate to say, it, but there's are we going to see what Tampa did? What we saw last year with Montreal is Tampa Bay going to tank next year? Yeah. Look what happened to the Stars the year after they lost. They tanked. Uh, Look what happened what, to the Blues the after they tanked. They mean weren't they? I mean, they. I think they, they still they made the still playoffs, made the but playoffs. they weren't. I think they lost first round. Mm-hmm. Capitals. Yeah, after they made it, they lost first round. Penguins. Back to after we won back to back, lost in the second round. Blackhawks. I don't think they made it to the playoffs since they won. They haven't. Yeah. So I can't even I mean, they made it. They made it in 2017. That's when they got they? swept by Nashville. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. right. The, that's the, right. the President's Trophy winner got swept by the second wild card. I remember back by, in the, that's when I se- hated no, Chicago. By, by the seventeenth ranked team, yeah, in the league, yeah, yeah, and they and lost ba- and swept, got swept. That's like very similar to Columbus 
beating Tampa. I mean, that's that. I mean, it's kind of funny to look back on. Like we made fun of him at the time, but that's pretty much what started this dynasty was getting getting swept in the first round by a wild card team started a dynasty. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of funny to think and look back on. I think like before the puck even dropped for the the Rangers Lightning series, the matchup because like uh, uh, Panarin played for the Blue Jackets when they swept the Tampa Bay Lightning. And now we were, we were three years later, seeing Panarin come back with a new team, new, you know, new well, not new, but newer face, faces yeah. to push Tampa all the way to He shook, gave a cocky handshake to Kucherov. Kucherov got to do it right back to him. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. So I guess it's time for our season recap then, right? I believe so. All right. Uh, looking at team standings first year. Obviously, at the end of the season, Florida Panthers ended up win, uh, winning the President's Trophy, even though they didn't show up in second round. <laughs> Sorry, they showed up just to a strip club in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> so they they showed up somewhere just. To they showed up somewhere just not to the game. <laughs> oh shit! We have a game tomorrow. <laughs> nah, it's fine. It's fine. We'll, we'll be okay. They have millions of dollars. I'm they sure weren't them, okay. I'm sure them strippers were fucking happy. <laughs> and it's th- this moment when they realized. They fucked up. <laughs> All right, looking over uh, other stats, leaders throughout the course of the regular season. Obviously, uh, top three for the points, all triple digits, all fucking insane players. Uh, tied for second place at 115 points each. Uh, Johnny Huberto at 115, and uh, Johnny Hockey at uh, I guess at 100. Johnny Hockey had that many points this year. Uh, 115 points. Really? Yeah. And the I didn't way, think he had that many this year. Well, he had, he had 75 assists, keep in mind. So that's what, 48 goals, if my math is correct? No, that's uh, 40. 40 goals. 40 goals, okay. Whoa. And then leading the way is Connor McJesus in Edmonton at 123 points. Whew, that's insane. And that, that kind of brings up something I saw these. I, we've mentioned them a couple times in the podcast. We're, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the bar down guys. Yeah. And they did a small subtopic on if they think that Conor McDavid will ever reach 150 points. I think so. at, at the pace he's going, if it continues to go up, because he, he still really hasn't reached his quote-unquote peak yet. Yeah. Which is scary yeah. to think. <laughs> Terrifying to think. Like, if he's, you know, breaking 100, 125 points by, you know, not even mm-hmm. his peak... Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, if it depends, I think it all depends on if he stays with Edmonton or not. Edmonton, he's doing all that damn work himself. He doesn't have anybody outside of Leon. Like, no, not, yeah, not really. Th- throw him on a team like I don't know Calgary that that might have the cap space of losing Goudreau or somewhere Wa- over on a team like Washington. Tampa Bay, Washington, a team that already has a lot of firepower. Florida. Yeah, Florida. That's Florida. Um, that's a good one too. Like a team that already has a lot of help and a lot of firepower. He's not going right. to see as much attention. I can even see he might him. he might drop he might get more goals, but he might drop down to like ninety five hundred points. I can even see him going with like Carolina or New York. No, well, Carolina, Carolina. Carolina. I can see Carolina before New Maybe York. Maybe even but. like Boston. Go, God, don't go to Boston. I'm going to. Bean, don't go to Boston. I, I know it's a shitty thing to say, but him going to Beantown with some of the old heads would be. Yeah, with them. I mean, yeah. with them losing Bergeron and going to be out. Pasta for half the seat, probably half the season. Yeah. Mar- Marshawn for half yep. the season. That's what I'm saying. Boston's going to need that fire. So they can't afford him, though. So well, nobody can know. afford Connor McDavid at this point. With, with how much he's, he's definitely worth. Uh, goal, uh, goal scorers. Number three, the pedophile looking motherfucker himself, Chris Kreider, 
He's probably only scored 10 goals, like 10 good goals. Uh, third place, 52, 52 goals. Yeah, how many? I think they said they were like 26 or 27 of those were power play goals. Great job, Chris. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, from the side of the net. <laughs> Great job doing all the dirty work, bud. Mm. Uh, number two, we said his name earlier, 55 points, Mr. Leon Dreisaitl himself. And leading the way, again, the Ron Jeremy pedal stash looking motherfucker, Austin Matthews. Did he finished with 60 exact or did he have like 62? 60 exact. 60 exact, okay. And, then and he, had, he, had a real, he had a really good year too, Austin Matthews. Like his best year. So far. So far. So far. And then uh, uh, rounding out the assist leaders, third place, this is where Johnny Goodrow got most of his most of his points. 75 assists. Uh, actually, so actually, uh, the top three points getters were top three assist getters because Connor McDavid at 79 and Johnny Huberdeau at 85. Yeah. For a high, highly offensive, no-show second-round Florida Panthers. Which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to our main topic. This was the topic that we originally had planned for last week, but our other, you know, our other topic ended up going a lot further, a lot longer than we thought it was, and which was the what discussing what all thirty-two teams needed or what we thought was yeah, their biggest their biggest weakness all, was. All thirty teams at that point. Yeah, thirty non-Stanley Cup final teams. Um, but yeah, this one is we're going over our top ten most memorable. Stanley Cup playoff moments pre or post the uh, 2006 lockout season, or the past 2005 lockout season. So pretty much our recent memory is basically what we, we based it off of, anything that we can kind of remember, because we were only seven or eight at that time. So that's, that's when our hockey memory or our memories in general are, are we're just starting to actually, you know, be, be we there. can actually be there and we can actually remember that. Um, speaking of, my first one goes all the way back to you got to say, Game 7, 2009. Penguins winning their first cup. First ones of our lifetimes that we get, got to witness. That's one of the main yeah. things that got me into hockey. I mean, my dad was obviously huge hockey, huge fan of all three of the three big sports of Pittsburgh, hockey, baseball, and football. So, I mean, I, I remember sitting at the, the way my house is set up, where I can sit at the edge of my hallway right outside my bedroom door, straight on shot looking at the TV. And if I was quiet enough, I could sit there at the end of the hallway and watch Watch the game late at night and not get, not get yelled at for being up too late. You know, being nine years old, those games you know weren't ending until eleven o'clock. I mean, even though, even though it was summer, school was summer, you know, school had just ended. I mean, I was still only nine, ten years old, couldn't stay up too late. So but. my 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 first great memory of that is kind of you know the same year, the 09 postseason for the Penguins. Round three, the conference finals against Carolina. Just how, the whole, the whole how, round? How Malkin, like, how was played? He took over. I mean, in the like, four games alone, he had, what was it, 11 points in those four games? More, because, like, he, he had a goal in game one, he had the hat trick and then an assist in game two. He had two goals and assist game three, and I think he had a goal, uh, I think he had two points in game four. Yeah, like, like, like ridiculous. He, like, I, I remember, like, I a long time ago, I watched the, uh, you know, the movies, how, how they upload, like, the uh, the whole season and they yeah. Uh, yeah on YouTube and like I watched the 09, 08, 09 season for the Penguins and they they Dan Vilesma had you know before each playoff series he'd ask each player what are you gonna bring to the, to the series to make or break us and Malkin said in his dead you know broken English accent I'm gonna I'm gonna win the series and take us to the Cup final and he did exactly that that he delivered and he was by far the biggest reason. 
why the Penguins went up. He didn't pass puck to Sid. He shot the puck. And he, yeah, and he's fucking fantastic. And Unbelievable, them, man. Well, that most memorable goal was game two, his, his that, third goal. That, 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 or that, that like, he, yeah. he, right he, up the faceoff, came around behind the net and did like a backhanded. Oh. Yeah, like, I don't know what, what kind of drugs he was on at the time, but like, he, he was on something. This is his game. mom's cooking, man. You ever, <laughs> his his mom, was, mom got to be in town for in Pittsburgh for those two games. So, I mean, he, he really, had a nice, fresh cooked home, mom homemade meal and. I think that's definitely what helped motivate him. No, no, I, saw, he, I, saw, he I saw the same video. Like all, all the players I, were all the players were jealous because Malkin was constantly talking about how good his mom's cooking was. Like when you take when are you inviting us over for dinner so we can taste I, your mom's cooking? I think Orpik was the biggest. You yeah, know, like, the big, biggest. And, and, uh, it's like when when am I coming over for dinner to have your mom <laughs> have your mom cook for me? <laughs> so that that is my first and probably one of my yeah. better memories. What's what's one of your biggest, Jeff? I, it's kind of be the same thing with you guys. It's got to be the 2000... Well, I'll go back to the 2008-2009 season. The season as a whole? Just the, the playoff run? The whole playoff just run? The, yeah. Yeah. Like, not only was... Because obviously the year prior was when I really saw the playoffs. I was like, this devast- not only devastating to see the Penguins lose, but it was. I knew Detroit was the better team of that year, so I was like... I'm like, well, whoever makes it next year will, will be, will be better. I mean, think about it. And halfway through that season, we were tenth place in the Eastern Conference, yeah. and like, 50, like ten points out of a playoff spot. Yeah, it was. And we uh, fi- it fired was, um, what's his name? Michael Terrian at the time. Yeah, because Yeah, because after that uh, Valentine's Day game up in Toronto, that was his. We were two to one going into the third period and gave up what five goals in the third period to Toronto, of all teams. <laughs> and I think this is where also my. But love for Mark, just watching Mark Andre Fleury play. I think that's where I'm like, he's a spectacular goaltender. He's like, ridiculous. Oh my god, like, he's he's so good. He was. I'm like, oh, he's so good. And just I remember watching it. If that fi- Stanley Cup Finals alone, man, if it yeah. wasn't for Fleury, I think we would have lost two in a row. Like he he was unbelievable in that. He, he, some of the names that they still had on that team: Pavel Datsuk, Nicholas Lindstrom. Sergey Fedorov, um, I'm thinking of their, forgetting yeah, their, their uh, biggest Darren one. Helm, uh, was Helm way back on that team? Was he actually? Yeah, he was young. I said he going up against one of the top, I'd say top five goaltender of all time, and Chris Osgood, right? At, you know, yeah. facing up against you, him, two hundred feet across the ice. You, you know, Mark Andre Fleury had a, a like a, a bruise on his chest from the the Nick Lindstrom shot. Yeah, that I shot for weeks after after that save. Us, yeah. Like, like it hit him dead in the chest, and you could see the bruise just right there. I think that's side. one of like that. That's one of the I used. I did one of the TikTok. Think, one of the TikTok trends, you know, that the song where you know, the memories bring bring back memories about him, and that was one of the screenshots that I used, saying, showing showing my love for Flurry and my miss missing mm-hmm. of Mark Andre Flurry. I think like and just go and just that's one of my fondest memories of especially just before that final buzzer goes off when the Penguins win the. With Lord Stanley, was that incredible like save by Mark Andre D- diving across the entire crease from one side to the other to 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 buck a shot from Nick Lindstrom of all people one of the one yeah. of the greatest defensemen to ever lace him up. I think another thing was I remember watching the just like what Colin says the the whole season I was watching from that the oh eight oh nine season was I remember. Mario Lemieux, before that game, he's like, he's like, go play hard and 
He's like, I'll see you guys, regardless of a win or loss, I'll see you at center ice. Yep. And, and in that game, they were center ice, so celebrate. Let me get to celebrate his third, first as a non-player, which is, I mean, hopefully you still have more and more to come, but we will, we will see. Another one of mine, again, I, we, we limited ourselves to uh, to like three Penguins moments, and I'm, I'm just going to do my three Penguins ones off the bat. Yeah. I don't really have them in any really any particular order. The other one being 2017, the Eastern Conference Finals Game 7. Uh, the Kakuni <sighs> double time winner. Oh, man. Like, I remember I had fallen asleep right before second intermission, or second <laughs> second overtime started. And I remember, you know, that, that first overtime was, I was on the edge of my seat, sweating my ass off, and I ended up falling asleep and missed... I woke up and you know they're they're doing the post game and it said obviously Penguins win and over double overtime and it showed ended up showing the play, but yeah that was that that moment in general man was just staying up that was one of the first times that I had stayed up that late in a while to to actually watch watch a game. I think what was funny about that story was I remember watching. We, it. I think school was still going at yeah. the time, so we had, we had school the next morning. So I hi losers, you're still in school then. That's right. <laughs> I remember my, my, my junior year. Yeah, it was my senior year, so I was just wrapping up. But I think what's funny about that story too, Kyle, was I remember staying up late. I'm like, I know I gotta be up for school. I remember my mom went to bed early that night. She, I remember I stayed up to watch, and I was gonna go to bed after. I remember I screamed I'm like, "Let's go! Let's go!" My mom, I probably would have been too, but I fell asleep. <laughs> my mom was like. Why are you screaming? Like it's late. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just happy the Penguins are going to the Stanley Cup again. Like, yeah, was, oh that's... nice. I'm yeah, like... I, I, I was also watching the game in the living room on the big screen, and uh, and I yelled, "That's fucking go!" My dad, like, he comes out, opens the door, he's like, "Shut the fuck up!" I'm like, "Sorry, sorry." And then he he closes the door and goes back to bed. I'm like, "Ew, boy." All right, um, it's another one you got going. It's actually another overtime. Yeah. Uh, Stanley Cup Final Game Six in uh, Philadelphia. The Patrick game yeah. angle. Yeah, that is one of mine. That's one of my. That I, was one I, of mine I, too. I have them numbered. I have that numbered at number three, just specifically for the team that lost. <laughs> that's the only reason I have that up as high as I do. Or if, again, I don't. I think mine, mine aren't really in any order. I'm mine just, aren't just saying either. that for for comedic effect. But because fuck the Flyers. Anyways, but yeah, right, that, Johnny, that, <laughs> here. just the. the the historicness, if that's a word, behind that goal. The fact that nobody knew it. Patrick Kane was the only person in that building that knew that puck went in. Because he was the first one to start celebrating. Nobody, nobody knew that puck went in. The announcers didn't even... Doc Emmerich, the greatest, one of the greatest goal, goal callers of history, didn't even know that it was in. But he did. And, you know, he starts celebrating and Philly's just kind of looking around like, what? why is he, why I is he celebrating? Saw, that's fine. I just saw... You see him running down the ice... Eyeing down Corey Crawford, going straight for him. I just, I was I watching that. <laughs> that somebody posted a TikTok of it from them. Watch it must they just recorded it because so, TikTok was in it around at the time. But anywho, I they showed the video. I'm like, I remember like you just see everyone in Philly so quiet, They're so confused. Like, wait, wait, why are they so like why are they celebrating? And then, because they don't know what it's like to win, so they don't know what it's like to watch a team celebrate a win. But yeah, I remember watching. I even watched that game two years ago or something like that. They were doing re, like recaps on recaps, the NHL like, network. They were doing like bunch during of COVID, Stanley Cup, yeah, bunch of Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. 
was like, I remember yeah, watching I definitely, this game. I definitely remember, remember binging a bunch of that during, during COVID. They were just showing highlights of games just to give us hockey. You know, just to give us content for, for the time being while they figure yeah, shit out. because I remember watching it. I'm like, when I saw that come back, I'm like, I remember watching this game back then. Um, back, back in the day. What's another one of yours, Jeff? Um, kind of. I'm going to stick with kind of like what Kyle's going with with our Penguin. Would be the 2016 Stanley Cup Championship. Um, I remember that was one. That whole week was just memorable because um, I'll kind of go more into that. Um, it was Game Six against the Sharks when they end up winning it. For I I watched the first cup with my mom. And I got the chance to watch it with my dad in that, that year. So yeah. kind of, it was kind of nice to actually watch them win it with him. And that, yes, for me that was. He was not. He's not. Wasn't as big as hockey fan as I was. He liked going to Otters games. He he would watch the Penguins and if they're on. Um, but he, but that was just memorable to me because, because I know later that that's, week that, that's something you're gonna take with you forever. Because you know, I know that's, later that's one of those that, that's. That's, you're never gonna forget that one. Because some of these on here, you might end up forgetting about in 15 years. But that's some of them. That's one of those things you're never gonna forget. Yeah, because that was special to me. Because I remember later that week, um, he because he was a big NBA fan. A Cavs, he was a Cavs, big Cavs fan. Oh, the Cavs won it. When the, and then later that fall, later that week, they end up winning it. So for his first time in my and my also my lifetime seeing them win it for the first time so it's kind of you know just a good week just yeah. for both of us seeing yeah. two teams we both we know that we both like what did he grow up as a what team did he like growing up for baseball he he was both he's like that's how i kind of became pirates and pirates and indians he's pirates and I mean, again that same year he got to see the indians go to the, the world series he, again he actually, later that year but um yeah so it's kind of that's kind of how i became base both cleveland and Pirate for baseball, yeah, because of him, yeah. But the 2016 Penguins championship that that one was kind of just yeah. for, the, for that specific reason. I do have doing it with one of dad. the specific games in that that playoff run. Obviously, the Nick Bonino game six overtime winner against Washington. Bonino, <laughs> just that 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 goal that goal specifically, man. Just the the. The electricity, the amount of these, you could, I, I'm swear to God, you could, if you had surround sound, you could probably hear your house vibrating for how loud that arena was after that. I goal. almost, that was going to be, I was trying to figure out which, if I wanted to put that one or one of my other Penguin ones. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I'll go with the other one. Yeah. But yeah, that one was a, a good one. Just, I mean, for as back and forth as that game was, I believe we were up. The f- in the end of the third period, where we killed off what was it three consecutive? We didn't kill them off, but survived. Yeah, K- kept we, the lead and we kept the game tied after suffering. Was it four consecutive delayed it, games? It was three because we went two for three in that stretch. Yeah, because they they scored off of the Benino penalty. Yeah, but the Cooney and then the Cole penalties they ended up killing. Uh, Penguins ended up yeah. killing off. And because of what Washington tied up, what was it like? There's like three and a half minutes left when they tied it. It was pretty. It was pretty late into the game. I know that for a fact. But then obviously we won. What was it? We won like eight minutes in, into overtime. So that one didn't have to stay up nearly as late as we did for that Chris Kuntz double overtime yeah. the following year. But that one. That one was just because that's one of the first like actual like really exciting. That's this is right around the time where I started religiously getting into hockey, mm-hmm. like watching every single game, 
every not missing a game. That, that 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 was right around the time that I started. So I mean, that was one of the first fresh memories of being a religious hockey fan. Yeah. All right. Another one of my memories were uh, back in 2018. I actually finally seen Alex Ovechkin lift that cup after how many seasons of that. And and the yeah. whiny Capitals fans can actually shut the fuck up now and say you know Ovechkin now has a, a cup underneath. That, that is now, one of, that is one of mine that too. That was one of. I think because I remember that night. I, I, mean, I didn't want to put it, but I mean, like, you got to put all bias aside. Like, They're deserving. T.J. Oshie, Alex Ovechkin, Nick Backstrom, all of those guys were deserving. Braden Holtby. I, th- I think because I I want to add on to. It. I think what was was it Jack's graduation or was it a, his party that we had? It was a party because his, okay. his gift was a, a vacation later on in the summer. Okay, I knew but it was they, some with Jack's because I remember yeah, we yeah. were at his. His place. It was the two of us, Big O, CJ, and Grandpa were. We were all in the living room watching Game 5 in Vegas, sitting around the TV watching the game go on. And then and I, as soon as Washington won, I, Big O said something normally, like what he normally does, which is pretty snarky comparatively to other individuals, but that's just him. Um, but he said something snarky about Alex Ovechkin winning the cup. It's like, cool. It took him this fucking long to, to see the Santa Cup final, but congrats to him. Yeah. I think the ones we were wrote, I remember as we kept, we see, see all the caps handing it off. We're all, we're all we're like, where's Burkowski? Where's Bur-? We just want to see Burkowski lift the cup. And I'll be an Otters biased fans. Yeah. So. Other than us being happy for Ovechkin actually finally winning his first, we were both like, Where's Burkowski? It was it was nice to see. I mean, T.J. she got to win one for his dad. You know, his his dad got to see him win one. So it's, I know that's something again. One of those that he's probably going to be cherishing for the rest of his life, which his dad I know just recently passed away. Just, yeah, just, I think it was toward the end of last season. Or no, it was it was pre COVID because remember he just got he just got oh he got diagnosed. I thought it was just Alzheimer's. I thought it was the end of the twenty one shortened season. No, because he got diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I think, towards the beginning of that season. That Stanley Cup season. Yeah, that Stanley yeah. Cup season. So the beginning of the 17-18 season. And I think his health kind of like, uh, diminished. And yeah. I, I think he passed shortly into the 18-19 season. But oh, okay. I was wrong. Um, and then for my last ping one, it was just actually just recently, in the last month, um, when we all took our trip down to Pittsburgh to watch game four of the Stanley Cup play of the first. I, I was going to put that one, but I was like, I, I, want, I wanted to keep the amount of Penguins games off of here. Well, the, so. I, that's my third one. Yeah. I wanted to get it out of the way. Um, the only reason why that one was kind of pretty cool is first, it was the first time I've actually tailgate outside of the arena for a playoff game. Same here, yeah. So I think that was just... Me and Jeff's first, Bobo and Collins' second time. Because the first one you guys, what, was, this was what, 2018, the game, it was, you said it was the game where, um, well, Aston Reese got his head, not his head cut open, but he took that shot to the head or whatever. Yeah, the trash can hit, uh, Zara up high and broke his jaw. Yeah. I think that... Trash can, dump, a garbage dumpster fire, whatever you want to call it. Same person. I think that one was just kind of cool just for the fact that it was our, my first time doing that. Obviously... Going multiple Penguins game inside, but just experience a playoff game. The atmosphere, I think the atmosphere is what was what did it. Yeah. I mean, so I think that's kind of yeah. where that one was pretty. Another cool. one of mine, very recently, um, going back to the bubble, 
Columbus, Tampa Bay, five <laughs> overtimes. Um, <laughs> I that, that, that I honestly kind of forgot about that. That was, that, that, was what, that, was that, was, what, that was the first game of the preliminaries, yeah. wasn't it? Or is that the first game of the actual first round? That was the actual first. Was round. it okay? I wasn't sure yeah, if it was the, pre, the, pre, the preliminary <laughs> round. I, I remember that that night. The round all, or qualifying round, whatever. That's what it was called. Yeah, because I remember that night. It was the three of us and Ethan. No, it was Sam who went with us. We were golfing. We went golfing. We were listening to it. Yeah, we were at Mount Grove, and like Kyle and I were in the one game, cart. We, we, the game started pretty much right when we started golfing. And like it didn't end until we you know sat down for dinner afterwards. But like. I, I remember, like, I, I think it was, like, the sixth hole. Like, I, I put the game on the uh, on, in the cart. Kyle and I are in one cart. Jeff and Sam are in the other. Oh, oh going into first overtime. Hey, guys, they're going to overtime. Eighth hole comes around. Guys, they're going to second overtime. Ninth hole comes around. Guys, they're going to the fucking third overtime. <laughs> Until we get back to the cart and sit down. Guys, fourth overtime. <laughs> as, soon as, we, as soon as we get... That's how about we get to Applebee's for dinner. Guys, fifth overtime. <laughs> as soon as we sit down, sit down. Oh, Tampa won it. Yeah. I, it was with Point, I think, got point, the game winner, if I'm not mistaken. Point, I think it was point, point got that one, and Sarah got the game winner in the game two. Did he? But I was like, I, I actually we, was just going to bring that one up. To we, we're all there like, what the fuck is happening? Like, game one of the playoffs going to five overtimes. Like, you, you don't hear that. <laughs> it's, we're all pra- practically shitting ourselves yep. at that point. Yep. So for me, uh, going back... I, I know we we talked about the series beforehand, and I I had written this like they were still playing. So please keep this in mind. Uh, Tampa going for the three peat, first time since the eighties, making yeah. the dynasty of the Tower Cap era. Obviously, that's not gonna I mean, fucking. I mean, just in gen- you mean you're saying just in general watching them fight for the three peat. Well, again, I wrote this in mind saying that their season was still alive. Yeah, because we we wrote this. End of last week, or when, yeah. when the when the playoff, oh, when the season was still alive. Yeah. R.I.P. Twenty one, twenty two season. <laughs> well, we're, we gotta wait three more months to watch more hockey. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, regardless, that they did a, an impressive, they had an impressive run. Oh, they. I mean, like, so, yeah, Champa we did. Bay. Like, it's no longer Champa Bay. Back, yeah. Just back to normal Tampa Bay, and Patrick Maroon is no more. He's now just Patrick Maroon again. <laughs> I technically, he is still Hatrick Maroon. He has those three wins, but back I was hoping back. we could see Qu- Quadric Maroon. <laughs> What's another one you got? Um, you got Jeff. Kind of stick with the 2018 um, playoffs. Just the Vegas Golden Knights' inaugural run. Like, that w- just in general. Like, how for being their first season as a team. Making it to the Stanley Cup yeah. Finals in their first year, Just, and like the fact that nobody believed in them at the beginning of the season. I mean, I mean, Mar- Mark Andre Fleury is the reason that they, they had they, any success. They gave him the reason to keep competing, to be like, okay, we we actually have a shot of number one making the playoffs, and then number two making all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. And the fact that they went through six goalies that year and still six, six goalies within the within the matter of five weeks. Yeah, five calendar weeks. I don't think I can name all of them. So you had what? Subban, Flurry. I think Oscar Dansk was one of them. Oscar yeah. Former Otter. I think Ferguson is ringing a bell. I think Maxim Lagasse. I think he was one of them. He was. I can't remember the sixth one, but. But like five <laughs> goaltenders in a matter of five weeks. It's fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> and and they still ended up making the finals. Yeah. That to me, I think, was just came shot. up like three wins shy of. 
points in the cup in your first season. That one's crazy. Just in general, I think just that her whole season was yeah, impressive. But their playoff run, just not only making the playoffs, but make it to the cup finals in their first season. That's kind of what I'm like. I'm like, they're going to be a, a good team and mm-hmm. as a for the for future years to come. Another one of mine, very, very recently, just going back to last year's playoff run, um, game one specifically between Tampa Bay and Florida. Like, that game in general was, was the first game of the entirety of the playoffs, and like, that got us, I believe all five of us in the studio were down here. I can't remember, Sam might have been with us too. I can't remember, but I know it was at least the, f- the five of us podcast guys were all down here, right over there, watching on the big screen, and just the every goal we were we were getting, we, not even the panel, just every goal we were getting excited because every goal in that game was beautiful. The shots, like the give me one, give me another. Like, and it was back and forth. I think it was one nothing, then one one, then two one, then two two. I don't think there was a two goal lead at any point in that game. Like it was just back and forth and back and just forth. Just the amazing saves from Bobrovsky. It, it just it was mostly because I have it on here mostly because it put us into the hype for last year's playoffs. It got us excited. It got us hype. Like this is going to be a damn good playoffs. Even though the Penguins lost in the first round again, it was it was ended up being a hell of a series. So it that it put us hype and it was such a fun series to watch. Yeah. I gotta pull it up here. Oh, I remember what it is. Uh, uh, any Canadian based team is now winless in the past almost oh, 19 years now. Last time they won was in 93. Yeah. <laughs> last time I, 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 I a Canadian team, before the Canadians of last year, the last time a Canadian team had even made it was 2011. Yeah, because it was uh, Vancouver. Vancouver and Boston. And previous to that, Edmonton in 05. The 06. Uh, yeah. Because that's when they lost to Carolina. Yeah. But still, they're going to be Canadian uh, Canadian team fans. Oh, you got Canadian players in your team. So what? They're painted down here in the States. It's still, uh, it's still a American team. Thank you very much. We'll, we'll say the States are better. States are, I mean, obviously. We live here. we got to say that. <laughs> no. Even but if it didn't it's live true. here. Kind of sticking just for the... Choke. Every time the Leafs are choked in the first. <laughs> Did you actually write that? <laughs> he literally wrote every time the Leafs have choked. <laughs> it's true though. They choked. Every- What's funny is one of mine specifically is Montreal beating Toronto in Game Seven, <laughs> specifically for the Steve Dangle that followed that. <laughs> his his Game Six video was was more. Angry, more aggravating than his game seven one was. Uh, very, very similar to this year's. Um, I I know mine is a playoff. This is one of the last. Like I, I know it, it's not a playoff thing. It's a regular season thing. But Toronto losing to their own Zamboni driver. <laughs> <laughs> they lost to Fury Zamboni driver. I them. Yeah, I mean that's that's just mad. I mean Steve Dangle, man, such a fucking love Steve Dangle. So funny. I do too. His rage and his his voice cracks. It, but it's hilarious. Every time the Leafs lose a big game like that, he loses his voice by the end of the video. I and mean, it's ten minute video, and he loses his voice by a minute two. Yeah. Which oh man, There's a lot a lot of thank you for the Leafs for for choking to give us these great Steve Dangle moments. <laughs> uh, Jeff, you what else do you have? Um. What was the? Uh, oh, 
it was from last year. Um, conference finals games when um, Anthony Estrelli's game winner against the against the Islanders to clinch them to go to the Stanley Cup finals once again. That was kind of that was awesome. This was that game six or game seven, from what I remember. Either way, those I, I regardless. think it was seven. I, the, I the Islanders, Tampa Bay, yeah, that's right. Eastern Conference Final. I think yeah. it was seven. I, I knew it was six or seven. Yeah, but yeah, Anthony Sorelli's game winner to clinch them to go back to the Stanley Cup for the second year in a row. That was kind of. I know we were all excited for an Otter guy to get the game winner. One of my final two ones I have here. Colin's not going to be very happy that I'm putting this one. I didn't really feel good about putting this one, but just based on the significance of this one, nobody saw this one coming. Columbus sweeping Tampa Bay. Okay. That, that started a dynasty. <laughs> it, just, it, it, started, did, yeah. it did. That's, what, that's another reason. Why it, 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 we said this when we were you know, watching the final game just a you know, little, little bit ago. So it's, it's funny to think that a sweep started a dynasty. Getting swept started a dynasty. And that's one of the main reasons I put it. Again, just for the fact that nobody saw that. They had to redo the bracket challenge because, like, I think it was what like 98% of the bracket submissions had Tampa Bay winning that series. So it would have been physically impossible to, for them to have chosen a winner because of how many people had predicted Tampa Bay. Because a lot of people had put Tampa Bay winning the cup that year. Now, here we are. They've done it the past two years after that, but just fell, just fell short of a third. But I mean, I, that's for that specific reason. Just the the fact that nobody, no, you you can't go back and say, oh yeah, I knew that they were gonna sweep. I knew they, like I mean, you may have had a couple people saying, oh yeah, Columbus might pull it out, might pull it off in seven or six. You can't. Not a single person can say that they predicted Columbus was gonna sweep that series. Not even Columbus fans <laughs> nope. thought they would sweep in. There's Columbus fans that's like, oh, I'll be happy if we win one game, and <laughs> they swept. <laughs> And then, Kyle, what's your uh, last one out there? The uh, last one I got here is um, the Kings and Johnny Quick hoisting their first back in 2012. Um, it, it was good to see Johnny Quick finally get one in the yeah. Kings. You know, Dustin Brown and Anze Kopitar all. all uh, you know, jumping back into it, like I said, the, the Johnny Quick hoisting their first. Dustin Brown, Anze Kopitar, Drew Daddy, all those guys. Getting to see them hoist their first. Um, now looking back, and now it's now 10 years ago now. Yeah. 10 years ago probably. That's- we might see the celebration coming up here soon. It might have already passed. I don't because yeah, back then that's probably back when they're doing it in early to mid June. Here we are now, final couple of days of June here. Um, yeah, right. t- yeah, ten Friday's years. Be July first. Just yeah. keep in mind. Yeah. But yeah, ten years ago, it's hard to believe that that was no. that happened. That you know, game was a game s- five or six. Six. Was it six? I know. I know they won it on home ice. Yeah, because um, they. Because that, well, that was the game where, you know, they called that bullshit penalty on New Jersey, that five-minute major, and they took, uh, LA scored, what, three goals in that span? Yeah, they kind of ran away with the game. Yeah, because bo- both Cups won by LA were in game six, but they were always the lower-seeded team. Was it? So, I, thought, I thought 2014 was in five games. It was in six. Was it? Because they split the first uh, – they, they went – New York won the uh, – New York won one – then L.A., then New York, then L.A. won the last three. Okay, I thought it was, I thought so. it was, three, I thought it was five games. All right, that's it for a weird episode of the Buckbusters. Uh, obviously, next week we'll be starting one of our, I think, two or three 
episodes of the off season. So I expect a lot of stuff thrown at you guys before the end of our season two. Let's say that with the draft oh, like, That's up. just kind of hit. <laughs> end of season two already, guys. That just yeah. kind of hit me right as you said that. I was like, oof. Like, like, I wasn't thinking about it. It just it came out. And as soon as I said it, I'm like, like, oh, mm. fuck. <laughs> but, I have to yeah. be two seasons done with this. What, 60-something episodes at this point? I might don't. even be pushing closer to 70. I'm not sure, but... No, we're probably close to uh, around 60-ish. Yeah. Because Columbus trip was 50th. Yeah. When was Columbus, by the way? <laughs> Final week of February. Final week of February. We're probably close to, we're pushing closer to 70 now. Yeah. We'll be probably 75 early next season. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> it's hard to believe. We're almost done. Almost done with two full seasons of this shit that we call a podcast. <laughs> this... Bullshittery. That now almost 800 of you guys have decided to, to tune in and listen to. So thank you guys so much. That's, yeah, they, we they, appreciate this bullshittery, wonderful, just for goddamn awful, stressful, amazing podcast we call the Buckbusters. Yeah. So, all right, we'll see you guys next week on another bullshit podcast <laughs> we call the Buckbusters. See y'all next week, motherbuckers. Peace see out. Ya.